Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got two more top prospects on the way. Let's discuss on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Wednesday, April 12th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's talk about those prospects who are on the way right now as we speak. Zach Eflin headed to the IL with lower back tightness for the Rays, which means they're calling up their top pitching prospect, Taj Bradley, who has a big fastball and cutter, very strong command. Scott, lots of questions here. What are your expectations? Does he stick around? Is he a must-add for fantasy baseball? All right, well, let me preface all of this by saying this is the caliber of prospect who could certainly take the job and run with it. Maybe he's just so impressive and maybe somebody else gets hurt and there's no, there becomes no reason to send him down and he just ends up being a Rookie of the Year finalist or something. That's possible for Taj Bradley. But based on what we know right now, I imagine it's going to be a short-term stay. Eflin's supposed to be on the IL for only a couple turns. It's even possible they send Bradley down right after this first start if they just want to um, call up a reliever instead and maybe go with somebody else for the second of the two turns Eflin's supposed to miss. Uh, Also, Bradley, I don't think he's gotten to 60 pitches yet in an outing between spring training and the minors. So if he's super efficient, maybe he goes five in this first start. Like There are developmental hurdles with uh, raised pitchers anyway because they just handle them. They, They handle their pitchers so carefully and cautiously and differently from most organizations. So I'm not especially eager to pick up Bradley, like if you if you recently picked up, uh, uh, you know Justin Steele or Anthony Desclafani or even like Mitch Keller, I'm probably not dumping them to turn around to pick up Bradley. But he's certainly worth monitoring for the upside. The other top prospect on the way is Edward Julian getting called up by the Twins with Joey Gallo going on the IL. And last year in the minors, Julian hit 300 with a 441 on base percentage, 17 home runs, 19 steals. He plays all over the field, Scott, because frankly, he's just not very good at playing the field. So we'll see where he winds up playing for the Twins. Uh, Same questions. I mean, what are you expecting? Is uh, Edward Julian a must-add? Well, it seems like from his usage the last couple years, they've decided that the best place to hide him on the diamond is second base. But Jorge Polanco is a few games into a rehab assignment already, so it doesn't seem like second base is going to be open for long. Could they try Julian at first base if he hits enough to justify it or maybe even just stick him at DH? I I think that's possible, but um, 
you know, there are playing time issues here as well. I have just from like a offensive talent perspective, I'm super excited about Julian. He was one of my pet prospects this off season. I've been calling him the French emperor of walks. You mentioned the 441 on base percentage last year, and it was about the same two years ago. He just walks a ton and he makes high quality contact too. Uh, between uh, the world baseball classic and spring training this year, he, Julian hit 417 with five home runs. So there's a lot to like here if if uh, they can find a way to keep his bat in the lineup. I, I between him and Bradley, I'd rather take a shot on Julian. But it's an it's a situation where you have to understand this. This might be just somebody you stash on your bench for a while, and and then maybe it doesn't go anywhere. So you're not dropping somebody like Bryce Tarang or Nolan Gorman to get your hands on Julian. <sighs> Like if it's a shallow league where I'm just selling out for upside, I might do that. But if it's a league where I need to make sure I get at bats from one of those players, probably not. Okay. Lots of injuries on Tuesday. Brandon Woodruff was placed on the IL with shoulder inflammation. They don't sound overly concerned. It sounds like he only missed the uh, the two times through the rotation. And then a bunch of shortstop injuries. We already know about O'Neill Cruz, who's out for four months. Tim Anderson was placed on the IL with a sprained left knee and is expected to miss two to four weeks. Corey Seager left with hamstring t- tightness. Dansby Swanson left with cramping. And we know that Carlos Correa has missed two straight with back spasms. Scott, I know this is a loaded question. There's not one right answer, but uh, what do you think? How do we handle all these injuries right now at the shortstop position? It's like the worst position for this to to happen at because, yeah, shortstop had seemed plentiful and high-end options in the draft, but those high-end options have already been distributed now via the draft and – it it didn't it, it wasn't deep at the lower levels the way like first base and second base are so if 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 you're turning to the waiver wire for a replacement shortstop it's a bad bad situation hopefully you have a, a decent replacement on your roster already um, in a shallow league there's a chance Nico Horner is out there it's a long shot he's you know been hitting for average and running a lot uh, maybe Orlando Arcia is still out there. It's not a high probability play, but he's off to a good start for the Braves. And you could make a breakout case for him if you had to. That's basically where we are at shortstop. You're forced to see that glass half full in Orlando Arcia. But like, you're not going to replicate the power potential of a Corey Seager or if you lost O'Neill Cruz earlier this week. That's just not going to happen at that position. You could try a buy low trade for like a Carlos Correa or a... Uh, you know, maybe an Anthony Volpe or Ezekiel Tovar. That's something I might try. I would look to see who has, like maybe somebody doubled up at shortstop. Maybe they took Correa and Willie Damas or something like that. And if you can find somebody like that, that's who you should target for a trade is the person who can most afford to lose a shortstop. And you can't go cheap with it if you're, if you're looking to fill in that position. There just aren't many alternatives. One name that I'll bring up if you specifically need speed is John Birdie, who has second, third, and shortstop eligibility. 33% rostered on CBS. Had a monster game on Tuesday as well. And looks like he's going to play every day as long as Joey Wendell is on the IL. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. 
of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!